What up, though? What up, though? And welcome to the Retire Hood Rat Podcast. Remember, relapse is a part of recovery, but we all can retire from being a hood rat. And this week is a mental health matters. Mental health matters. So let's talk about self-care. Does money really equate to happiness? And what are things we can do each and every day to just feel better about ourselves? Because there's so many things going on that can go wrong or make you feel bad. We want to talk about how you can make yourself feel better. And we have two amazing guests today. We have my home girl, okay, yoga instructor, life coach, comedian, quit her job and doing it. Haley Z. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you, girl. So grateful to be here. Thank you. And loving in our purpose, owner, uh, world-renowned therapist, because she going to definitely <laughs> counsel wherever she is. And she is also has over 20 years of social work experience and friend of the show, my sister mama, Jackie. Fluellen. Thank you for the introduction, um, Tiffany. Oh, yes. So we have our experts. So not only are these real everyday women, they are experts. And we are going to talk some mental health. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, if you are not new to this show, then you know it's time for our retired hood rat word of the day if this is your first time listening thank you thank you thank you make you sure you subscribe you like and you follow all the content so you can hear the next retired hood rat podcast it's your girl comedian t barb and you can keep up with me so make sure you subscribe if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on apple music or google play make sure you subscribe just one little click of the button it's free so so just do it um but today's word of the day, what I really want to tap into is self-reliance. And what has been going on in today's world is that we're so rely, we rely so much on other people that sometimes we forget that it's about us, right? Mm -hmm. And everything starts with us, including mental health. Okay. That's why it's so important. Self-care but just me and then mute their mics. That's what I was saying. I can hear them. Yeah. So you just have to remember that everything starts with you. You can't depend on anyone to make you feel better. And I think that when you start to depend on others to for your own happiness, then that's when you start to go down that rabbit hole. As long as you're depending on others for your happiness or external factors, you'll never be happy. That's why people that have a lot of money aren't always happy. And I get it. When you broke and you don't have anything, of course you think that money is going to make you happy. And studies have shown, these are studies from Harvard, Yale, you can go look them up. Studies have shown that as long as you have enough money to meet your basic needs, then money doesn't dictate happiness. Meaning that, of course, it makes you happy if you don't have anywhere to sleep or uh, you can't get to work or you can't meet your basic needs. But if you can meet your basic needs, then money is out the equation. It just adds to what's already internally there. And that's where self-esteem comes in. Because if you rely on yourself and your own self-esteem, you'll never be disappointed. And if you love people, 
for where they are instead of trying to transfer them to what you want them to be, then you'll feel better about it. The, and the only person you really can control, mind, thought, body, spirits, heart, is yourself. Is yourself. So when you start to become self-reliant on who you are, self-reliant on what you can accomplish, self-reliant on how you're going to look for you, not, okay, they wearing this, I'm wearing this. No, okay, this is what makes me feel good. I don't want to eat that. This is what makes me feel good. And just being reliant on yourself, trusting your own intuition so that you can stay happy, so that you can stay balanced. Because I'm going to tell you, as a person who has dependent in relationships, the minute they cheat on you, you crumble. That's because you are just reliant on that. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to make it clear. We all need people. We need the people in our lives. We need our family. We need our friends. So I'm not saying to go out into this world by yourself because that creates a lot of depression, being isolated. We need each other. We need a laugh and a hug and, and to say I love you and to go out. But what I am saying is that when you start to develop that love for yourself that is so great, instead of being dependent on people, it'll just be an addition to what you already have, thus making things better for you. And, and that's what that, I mean, and that's the only way I can really say it. Self-reliance. And let everything else be an add-on. Love hard. You'll be able to love better when you start to get that. You'll be able to be a better mother, a better friend, a better partner, a better lover. Because you'll be confident and whole within yourself. Let me tell you something. You cannot feed a person out of an empty pot. If ain't nothing in that pot, you can't give nobody else nothing to eat. Okay. And let me tell you something. If you don't feed yourself, then you can't, you won't have the mental strength or the physical strength to go get food for everybody else. So if you're trying to get food for everybody else and your loved ones, and but you hungry, you're less likely to be successful. So remember that. Just be relying on yourself. Love on yourself, no matter how hard it is, no matter what's going on. Make sure you love on you. That's our retired hood rat word of the day. I'm your girl, comedian T-Barb. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. And if you're on social media, you can hit me up there too. Instagram is I am T-B-A-R-B. I am T-Barb. TikTok, comedian T-Barb. Okay. And on Facebook, comedian T-Barb. Go look me up. Check me out. Come see me February 1st, Detroit House Comedy. I'm going to be all over the country. Just check me out. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And we have our guests in the building, our mental health professionals jackie blue ellen of loving in our purpose angel council i mean and new beginnings counseling and also Haley z Haley z life coaching yeah and mm -hmm. also yoga specialist yeah. Yeah. do they say specialist in yoga Haley? Uh, <laughs> uh i'm a yoga teacher uh i do think some people go by instructor um i know some people strive to be like yoga masters but specialist, I, I I like being special. I'll take that. <laughs> Listen, specialist for a special lady. See? Oh, yes. <laughs> rub it on thick. Rub it on thick. Um, yeah. We are going to be talking with them in a second. But now it's time for our retired hood rat prayer. Remember, it's not about the deity. 
It's not, it could be Jehovah, it could be Hishnu, it could be whatever um, you choose to pray to. But remember, prayer does change things and the power of the mind, listen, supersedes all. So when you put those thoughts out into the universe, that's what happens. So bow your head. And if you're driving, <laughs> don't bow your head. <laughs> I don't need no accident for y'all to be blaming me. Right. Here we go. Dear God, we come to you today humbly we come to you we come to you with a heart full of joy to know that someone is broken can you make them whole god we ask that you let them know that they are enough that they are enough that their love that their person their being even the fact that you chose them to give life makes them enough and i want them to walk in enough i want them to be in enough and i want them to succeed in enough god if you could just touch somebody's heart right now and make sure that they know that they are loved god that is all that we ask for today and that we continue to have an attitude of gratitude in your name we pray amen amen there you go look at me with the wow wow hit them with the prayer hit them with the prayer prayer hand prayer hand I feel like I need some little church organs or something popping off. Okay. That was that was a good prayer <laughs> from the choice of Joy Roll. Bow. <laughs> now it's retired hood rat podcast and is mental health matters. We are talking self care. We are talking how and what do you do? So first, let's get a little background. Hey, Lizzie. Um, your first time on the show. Thank you for joining us again. Um, but we are great friends and I've done some mental health retreats with you and some other things. Can you tell our listeners and watchers who you are and what you do? Yeah. Hi, I'm Haley. Um, my coaching practice is called the Haley coaching. I have my bachelor's in communications and I'm a certified life coach and yoga teacher. Um, and what the work I really do is all about is very much focused on talking to folks about what their life is, what they'd like their life to be, and then observing the patterns that they're currently engaging in to see how I can support them in either enhancing, embracing, and affirming patterns uh, that they want to see or that they currently have, or how we can shift patterns that we currently are using um, that we don't maybe want anymore. Um, I love to integrate uh, a lot of different things into my practice. T, you and I are very similar in that we're not just a one-trick pony, um, and I don't think anyone really is. I really like to bring in elements of comedy, elements of storytelling, yoga, fitness, art, science, to really try to remind people that we're when we're talking about mental health or confidence or work or relationships, it's not just one aspect of your life. It's all aspects of your life. Um, and I'm really excited to be here to learn more and to share what I know. Oh, I love that. I love that concept. And then we have friend and fave of the show, uh, Jackie Flew Ellen. Jackie, tell the new listeners um, and watchers. A little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Okay, I will. I want to congratulate Hallie. She has such a very soft tone. And um, I know that she's great just because her energy, being around her, her energy is so positive. But my name is Jackie Fluellen, and I am a mental health therapist. Um, I've been a therapist since 2009. Um, I am with Angel Counseling. Um, I've also 
uh, started the process of my own counseling agency, New Beginning Counseling Agency. Um, I was a social worker with the state for over 20 years. I actually retired in 2017. And so just started doing um, some other things because we have so many different opportunities and options for ourselves that we have to be mindful of following our purpose. And I always say that. And I'm also owner, co-owner with um, Tiffany Barber, uh, Loving In Our Purpose, which is a home care agency um, that we don't own. We're not only owners, but we advocate for the elderly, the mentally ill, as well as the disabled in and around the Metro Detroit area and in our community. So I'm excited to be here today to talk about mental health because it is so very important. Um, and just the collaboration of therapist and life coach is that we kind of um, piggyback on each other. And our main focus is mental health wellness. Yes, yes, yes. Mental health is so important. And I think that in today's world, um, it's more important than ever. I mean, because you see such a disconnect between people in love. I mean, just being honest, if you think about it, the music is violent. The TV is violent. You rarely see examples of love advocated. I mean, we used to have a lot more R&B and different music. And I think people don't understand how important music and what you input into your body daily is. Do one of you guys want to speak on just the everyday input and how harmful um, that could be to your mental health? Um, well, um, I always say that we, that the music that we listen to and what we watch on TV is really important. And sometimes we don't understand that, especially if we're dealing with depression and everyone does not know that they're depressed, but if they know that they're dealing with depression or sometimes you have to, um, pay attention to your mood swings yourself like certain things that you may eat. Do you feel sleepy after you eat certain things? Do you feel sad? And that's the same thing with social media. Um, I am really big on disconnecting from social media when you're dealing with depression because the reality of everything that's posted on social media, media is not always true. But if you're dealing with some mental health issues, your perception of what you see is the truth. It's your reality. And the music is terrible. We think about when we want to be in a romantic kind of mood, we play different kinds of music. So just think about what it does to your psychic when you hear soft, romantic music and you're with that person that you love. Just imagine what our kids are listening to. Kill this person. Kill that person. Yeah. And yeah. it becomes a reality for them. Because let me tell you something. When that music, not to cut you off, come on, you know you no. want to get freaky with you know, everybody know. That's one thing why, it's not trying to be funny, everybody was a little mad about R. Kelly. Not because of what he did. We're glad he got locked up. He deserved all that. But he put you in that mood or Marvin Gaye. So you're right to compare that because people don't think that even feeling sexual is adding to mental health. Mm -hmm. One of the things, so I put together a 31-day challenge for the new year. So if you want to check it out, go to my website, dhaleycoaching.com. Uh, but one of the things that I distinctly decided on when I put together the challenge is I have what I call hashtag social Sundays where we look at social media. And one of the prompts, not to spoil it for you, but one of the prompts is 
focused on curating your media diet because I didn't realize how healthy my social media has become until I allowed myself to watch um, a regular standard sitcom. I'm not going to name the sitcom. I'm not going to name the network. But uh, I put it on and I was watching it. I was like, why do I feel so bad about my body? And why do I feel so bad about my life? And what I realized was, is every single actress I was looking at was very, very lean. They all had almost the exact same body type, a body type that I do not look like and that the people that I spend most of my time with do not look like. They were living in these extravagant homes when they were working as like waitresses. And I was like suddenly feeling bad about my little house. And what I realized was, is that I have put together my social media, like the folks that I follow, the folks that I'm choosing to look at are people that have different body types, that have different backgrounds, that have different but interesting uh, interests and hobbies and activities. There are times where they express vulnerability. There are times where they express great strength and celebration. They're real and they have real lives. And I think when we talk about social media, I think it's really important to consider that if you're only following, and I mean no shade against them, I don't really care if you love the Kardashians or if you hate them, but if you're only following the Kardashians, and every day you're waking up and you're looking at Kim and Chloe and Courtney and all the others like tweets and photos and TikToks, you are absolutely going to flood yourself with FOMO. And you're absolutely going to look at your body and think certain things about your body because primates' primary mode of learning is through model behavior. And if that's what you're seeing, that's what you want to be doing. So give yourself a chance. Look at some things that are interesting and fun. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's one of the harmful natures of social media. I remember, and this is an auntie moment. This is how I'm telling my age. I remember where the only way you really saw luxury and extravagant things was lifestyles of the rich and famous, right? You had to wait uh, till Thursday at seven, whenever it came on. And then Robin Leach would come out and yeah. it would be this thing. He would have the Rolls Royce and then you would see something extravagant. Now it's like everybody, the people next door, the girl up the street. I could remember even with the wig thing, right? To get a wig, you in Detroit, you know, I'm from Detroit. Shout out to all our listeners all across the country. Don't forget every Monday, 9 a.m., go to my YouTube comedian t-barb but live episodes every monday at nine and every thursday dropping on apple music spotify and all those things right so i remember you in detroit you would have to go to woodward to one wig store wigs were like a thousand it was just one <laughs> no one was spending that type of money on hair no one was spending that type of money on um clothing you know you might have your pair of gym shoes but you wore those gym shoes you wiped them down they was your school shoes. You came home, you changed out the school shoes, and you were gone. Now everybody has, like, Louis, Gucci, Fendi, real diamonds, big I'm like, what is going on? So that changed things, and that, and that really changed our psyche. Um, I think that that's when we started to feel that money meant happiness because we're looking at all of these things. Um, Jackie. Do you see that in your practice a lot that people come in 
feeling like uh, because of money or um, looking at other things and unhappy based on what they see daily? Actually, it, I do. And uh, one of the issues and one of the things that we all that I focus on, because as you know, coming to see a therapist, as I tell everyone, every therapist is different. Um, how they do therapy, how they talk, everyone is different. And you have to respect each therapist, every therapist that you go to. And you just have to find that one that you actually connect to. But one of the issues with that and what you know you guys were saying is that the biggest issue is comparison whenever you're comparing yourself to someone and it actually um hinders your mental health growth because you're trying to be someone or you're comparing yourself to someone that you're not and so we have to find our own greatness and learn to love ourselves so the biggest issue with people coming in talking about this person has that, that they're in love and they seem so happy is just only based on a false reality, especially if they're so involved with social media. And because we have limited access to one another, some of us, you'll be surprised, some of us don't have friends, some of us don't have family. So the only social interaction that they have is with social media. And with that being said, as Hallie was saying that, you look at the Kardashian. And so you immediately start comparing yourself or you immediately start saying that um, I didn't, you know, look where I'm at and look at my age. And do you know that caused depression and yeah. sadness? Because you're trying to be someone that you can't. There's only one of me. There's only one of you guys. And so when you're continuously trying to compare yourself to someone or be someone, then guess what happens? The what if. What if, what if mm -hmm. I would say that if is a bad word for me because it keeps you in the past. Cause mm -hmm. we say that just say you have a, a, a master's degree and another person has a bachelor's. Well, if I had not just went to school, um, if I had a, and guess what that mm -hmm. does, it keeps you in the past because you can do nothing about the past. So to answer your question, people come in with that comparison attitude and I try to assist them with changing the way they think. I cannot tell a person what to do. However, I love to give them options. And you would think that, okay, well, don't they know that? No, everyone doesn't know that they have options. You know, um, the thought of the word if, when you mentioned if, that really touched on it. And I never thought about if as living in the past. I, you know, you just say if, you, you think if, 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 and you hear it so often that I've never thought of, me saying if or a person saying if is really them living in the past and one thing about it like you said is living with regrets really haunts people it, it really does and i think one of the things about watching things on social media or reality shows is that it makes people feel like they could have attained that. And you just said that. It's only one of each person. Nobody can jump into Jackie's body or Haley's body or, or you know what I mean, or T-Barb's body and be that person. So when you're constantly trying to assimilate someone, you're always going to fail because it's an impossible, it's impossible. It's impossible to be somebody else. You can only be the best version of yourself and do what you see fit. And I think that that does cause a lot of depression watching the Kardashians, watching everybody be rich, uh, feeling like you have to do what other people are doing. 
you know what I mean? Being in love and love. Ooh. Do you know that is the biggest? That is one of our, especially as you get older or even young people. Every person deserves to be loved, yeah. no matter who it is. Everyone wants to be loved. It's emotional, and when you see that so much, you start saying, "Why not me?" Why, 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 what's wrong with me? But if we start looking at the beauty in ourselves and stop looking at all of the negative things about ourselves, we will really realize our worth. And when you know your worth, then you're able to love yourself. And when you're able to love yourself, then you're able to present yourself in a loving way. Because the how you present yourself to people is how they're going to react. If you look like you're thirsty and you're hungry to be in a relationship, you're going to allow that person that maybe that isn't for you to do anything to you because he or she knows you're desperate. But if you walk into a relationship or friendship, a business ship, anything with confidence and knowing your worth and knowing you loving yourself, mentally, you will believe and you should believe that one day love will come to me, but maybe it's just not time. I want to hop in real quick and just talk about a pattern I see very often. Uh, so when I was in university, one of the things that we talked about was like, <clears throat> it's called digital dissonance. And essentially oh. it's this theory that people, what they see on TV, they want to mm. emulate. And the way they engage with the world is they disassociate by putting a screen in front of them. And one of the things that I myself did as a young person is I watched The Office a little too much. And then I went to work <laughs> and I saw a guy that I thought was cute. And I went on to perpetuate a relationship with him based on how much I admired the relationship between Jim Halpert and Pam Beasley. In retrospect, that was not a great call, but it made perfect sense, right? Mm -hmm. I saw this relationship. <laughs> I wanted that relationship. And so I went and got that relationship. And when we're talking about social media, like when I came to social like social media specifically when Instagram, I, that's actually not true. I started in MySpace and Facebook, but Instagram changed a lot for me. I got into Instagram right after I graduated university and everybody was posting photos of graduation and trips. And then shortly thereafter, there were the engagement photos, like the mm. getting the ring the photos, the weddings, the parties. And I, in my twenties, constantly felt that feeling that you were describing of like well why not me i'm not why not i'm not getting engaged i'm not having babies i'm not going to barbados and now i'm in this place where i'm watching people have divorces and i want to say i am not dancing on the graves of happy marriages what i think we're seeing is People went and they found their Jim Halpert or their Pam Beasley or their Maxine and their Kyle or whoever and whoever and put forced these relationships together, but they were never really relating. They were yeah. off those boxes. I'm 25, TikTok. I've seen all of these movies that have told me this is when I need to get married. This mm -hmm. is when I need to get mm. settled down. It's time. And that just may not be the case. Um, I think it's really important that we start getting grounded and based in what we actually want. When you talked about self-reliance, I immediately started thinking about how many clients I have right now that I'm working on being self-oriented. 
What do you want? Not what does your partner want? Not what does your children want? What do you want? I think that that's important. Um, what do you want? And you touched on a few things. I think that social media has defined social norms, meaning that, and there are a lot of people in bad relationships because of pressure. And I'll even talk about personally myself. For years, I felt like I had to be with somebody because everybody else was. And I was the one who was known for being single. And I always showed up to the barbecue by myself and everybody else was booed up. And it, it became to be a running joke. Like she'll never find anybody. But at the same time, I'm very happy I didn't settle down at that time because if I would have settled down then, I wouldn't be doing comedy the way I am. I wouldn't be doing podcasts, retired hood rap podcasts, or traveling across the country, or uh, wrote a vegan cookbook, The Hood Rat Kitchen, or my first memoir, you know, Tales of Retired Hood Rat. Those are things because some of the men that I was with that I would have settled down with were very traditional. Mm -hmm. So it's no way you're going to tell your traditional wife that's a social worker with the state of Michigan, hey, I, I quit my job to do this. And it was a good job. Mm -hmm. I was making $60,000 this four, five years ago. So I was making sixty dollars to $70,000 a year. You know, Jackie, we were driving a state car and had a state phone and, and I was still had the hot dog cart. So I'm hustling on the side and to most people, and, and there's nothing wrong with this. To a lot of people, that's like the American dream. And for me, that was the American dream until I discovered comedy. Mm -hmm. Comedy changed everything for me. I wasn't thinking about being a comedian. So that's where you had to get self-reliant and choose not to force a relationship. Because, Jackie, let me ask you this. There are a lot of people who get with someone feeling that this is going to make them happy. Can you talk about the effects of bad relationships and forcing things on mental health? Well, um, when you're in a relationship that is a bad relationship and you're not happy. So when you're not happy, what's the opposite of happy? Sad. So when you become sad and, it's con and you're con every day you're sad and you're trying to force yourself to be happy, then it turns into depression. It can turn into anger. It can turn into... Um, suicidal ideations, thinking about, you know, not being here because you've made a mistake. A lot of people stay in relationships, unha unhappy relationships because of what other people think or what other people are going to say. And the validation that we need, we feel that if we're married or if we're in a relationship, it um, is validation of who we are that, oh, she's in a relationship or he's in a relationship. But when you're in those bad relationships, and you don't see where it's going to get better or just as you guys were saying that people get married and they're not even really related there's nothing in the relationship um where they're even slightly uh, um can compare the two and say that oh this is a we're a lot alike but they do it you know people get married and they fall in love for the, re the wrong reason especially when it's lustful and you kind of know when it's lustful because after all that is over with, you realize mm -hmm. that you can't even have a conversation with the other person. So it does, it affects you. If you're in a bad relationship, whether even if you're working in a job that is not good for you, 
that depression depression comes from a lot of areas you can come you can it can be biological it can be situational it can be environmental you have to know when enough is enough and mm. when it starts to affect your peace your peace is so very important but you know what there's a lot of things that we're not taught we're just not taught and, and it's and no reflection on our parents because they don't know they didn't know you know, it was a thing where, you know, your mom and, and your dad came together. And so mom was looking for security. Dad was looking for a housewife to cook and clean. And that security, that security. And we forgot about how important it is to actually be with someone that you love. How we forgot about having fun. We forgot about the laughter. Um, and we forgot about the sacrifice. We, we look at love, and I don't want to talk too much on this, but... Love to me, for, for me, and I'm not saying people can look at love in all different kind of ways. It's what's that other person's willing to sacrifice for you. Not selfishly, but if you're, say for instance, I'm not feeling good, I'm feeling a little depressed, um, maybe someone passed away, or I'm just feeling lonely, and your partner is getting ready to go to a football game or a baseball game, and he can look at you and say, you know what, I'm not going to that football game. Let me just hold you for a minute. Mm. That's a sacrifice. That's what love really is, is what are you willing to sacrifice for the other person? And we kind of get it mixed up when we fall in love and we don't look at those things about even compromising, even compromising. What are you willing to compromise? And so all of those things, all of those negative things and relationships that are not addressed, and that we hold those things in brings on a spirit of depression. Yeah, I hope that answered your question. No, no, absolutely. I think that you know because with love, I think, and it kind of ties back into like what Haley was saying earlier, as far as the social media and looking at it, because a lot of times we get into situations for the way that it looks. We get into situations because with these matching pajamas we look good. We get into situations because when we go to do the photo shoot, we gonna kill them. We get into situations because I don't want to keep going to the party by myself. Let me walk in with you or I want to have sex all the time. So let me just have a sexual relationship with you, but everything else doesn't match and see what to me was worse than not having a relationship is being in a bad relationship because the wrong partner you think a relationship is supposed to make you happy so you think it doesn't but to me it causes um a lot of depression probably even a deeper depression than when it's just on you because you can't control that partner and that goes back um to that self-reliance so we're talking is mental health matters on the retire hood rat podcast make sure you click subscribe like go to youtube comedian T Barb, go subscribe, like, watch all of our previous episodes. Listen every Monday live on YouTube and my Facebook fan page, Comedian T Barb, at 9 a.m. And you can hear us on all other platforms every Thursday. This week's show is brought to you by Loving in Our Purpose Home Healthcare. Loving in Our Purpose Home Healthcare. If you or your loved one has Medicaid and needs assistance in the home, call Loving in Our Purpose. They will make sure that those home health care needs are met 
okay? And it's free if you have Medicaid and a qualifying diagnosis, okay? Call them only in Southeastern Michigan, 1-800-975-5812, 1-800-975-5812. And if you want to advertise here on the Retired Hood Rat Podcast, you can <laughs> tbarb entertainment at gmail.com. It's a mental health uh, matters. Now, let me ask you ladies this. We talked about a lot of things that can keep you depressed, but what are some tips for people not to be depressed? What are some things we can do to, to keep us motivated, to keep us happy, keep a smile on our face? Some everyday tips for that. So one of the things that I talk about with my clients, I always look at, I always talk in patterns. It's like life coaching talk. Um, and here's what I experience when I get depressed. I do just want to say one thing really quick. One of the things I was thinking that Jackie was talking about depression is I remember realizing that I was depressed and I didn't think that I was depressed because I'm such a happy, upbeat person. And I am an optimistic person. I always have been, but I still struggle with depression. That's real. Like that's a real thing. So I hope that you know, if you're known for being like the sunshine, happy-go-lucky friend, like you're allowed to be depressed. But I know when I'm depressed because my media consumption changes, I start watching more dramatic things, more sad things. I tend to isolate and my eating patterns change. And that's when I engage my uh, break the pattern game. And here's how it works. Uh, I always have my five fundamental things that have to happen every day. I need to eat at least two meals every single day. I need to move my body for at least 10 minutes every single day. I need to contact at least one person who I love and I know loves me every single day. I need to uh, brush my teeth and floss every single day. And I need to change my clothes every single day. Those are five things that I have that I do every single day. And if I notice that those have broken, I double time it. That's what the game becomes. I don't need to eat four meals every single day, but I'm going to keep track of what I'm eating to make sure I'm actually eating. It's easy for me to stop eating when I get depressed. And so I need to make sure that I'm eating. And that's where I'll probably piggyback and, and reach out to my closest support circle. There are people that I know that I like very much that I'm not very close with. And I wouldn't call them up and be like, Hey, would you get dinner with me? But for my best, best friends, for my close inner circle, I might call up and be like, hey, T, I'm having a really hard time. Can we go get breakfast? And T may not have space for that today, but she knows now. She knows now. And I trust her to be like, hey, I can't go today, but I my eyes are on you now. And you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me getting out of depression any faster. But I want you to know I see you. And I'm going to be here for you. And I think just getting really clear what your specific needs are and that you're pushing yourself to get your needs met. I'm not saying that you need to change your entire life every time you get depressed. We're talking about little incremental differences in your regular routine to make sure you're enhancing your personal experience so you're taking the best care of yourself at a really vulnerable and tough time. The number one thing I will say is fight the urge to isolate. I have so many clients and so many of my friends right now, we're all talking about how we have been struggling 
with uh, depression and suicidal ideation. Um, and I think those two thoughts um, really stem from the further we push ourselves away from people, it becomes easier and easier and easier to believe that it would be better, quote unquote, if you're not here. And I just want you to know that is not true. That is not true. That is not true. We've all said it this morning in one way or another. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of care. You are important. You matter. You're here. We want you here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up. So I definitely want to give this number out too. For if anyone is struggling with suicidal ideations, the phone number is 1-800-273-8255. That's for the United States National Suicide Prevention Lifetime. I mean, Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Um, and speaking of, we, we, have had, we have lost some lives um, recently, including the DJ Twitch um, from the Ellen DeGeneres show, who was known to appear um, very happy, constantly dancing, and then they said he committed suicide. So suicide comes, and he, and I'm, I can't say, but it seems as if it wasn't a financial issue of those things. So can you, do you, if a person is feeling suicidal, what are some of the tips that you may give them in order, or some tips that a person can give a friend that's feeling that way? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing, like I said before, say it out loud. Um, I know when I struggle with those types of thoughts, because I'm not going to pretend that I haven't had those types of thoughts in my life. And I think that, first of all, I'm going to say something controversial yet brave. It's not that they're normal, acceptable thoughts, but I think a lot of people have those thoughts. Uh, it's not that we want you to engage on them, but I think it's, it's a normal thing that people experience. And so our culture doesn't encourage you to come forward and say, hey, I've been really struggling. We're not conditioned or encouraged to do that. We're conditioned and encouraged to be, hello, I'm perfectly happy all the time. Nothing ever bothers me. And I think what's really great about our current culture is that we're all becoming a lot more emotionally intelligent and emotionally interested. So I think it's a lot more comfortable. I have heard these awful stories my aunts and uncles and some older people I know have shared where they've showed up and they have said, Hey guys, I'm not doing well. And I'm having a really hard time. And the response of their support circle was not one of, goodness, I love you. I don't know what to do, which is an okay thing to say. If a friend comes to you and says that, or if you hear that, no, when people say the truth of, I don't know what to do, but I love you. And I don't want you to do that. That is the best they can do. Mm -hmm. I think talking to people, if you're having those thoughts and feelings, talk to people. If it feels scary to talk to your direct support circle because you don't want to feel judged, using numbers like the one T gave or 988, which is a special emergency hotline number for any mental health crisis. I recognize that there are issues with over-policing and I'm not trying to put anyone in danger. But if you're in a place where you're like, I just feel like. I'm going to either make this phone call 
or I'm going to do something that is hurtful to myself, I'd rather you make that phone call. I think people would always rather lend you $100 or have one awkward conversation or spend three hours sitting up with you than to go to your funeral. And so have the conversations with people, make phone calls to outside sources. The Trevor Project for my LGBTQ family, if you are like, I don't want to talk to someone who's not going to understand my experience, the Trevor Project has a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week program that you can call into. I really think the, at least my advice would always be connect with someone. Yeah, I mean, it, and and it is a lot, and I just want to drop a few interesting facts on on the title because, as you said, I think that we get caught up in pretending to have these perfect existences, but a lot of people are struggling, and I do think a majority of people have had that thought at least once. I'm not saying to act on it, so I don't see it as an unpopular statement personally, and I'm of course. Trust me, the views, everybody can have their own view. I'm open to it. I don't condemn anybody's view. My view does not mean it's your view. But just in a, a, being an average person, because life is hard. Even when you have a gravy life, you rich and famous, it's still some difficulties just being associated with being alive. And the top 10 states with the uh, highest suicide rates, um, and this is from a study in 2018, 2019, was Wyoming with 29.3 thousand people per 100,000 people. That's almost a 30% suicide rate of the population. Alaska was right behind with 28, Montana 26, New Mexico 24. These are high. These are numbers that you don't see in popularity polls sometimes, 21.2 in Utah, 20 in South Dakota, Oklahoma with 20, Idaho with 20, and Oregon with 20. Now, I guess it's the comedian to me. What are they doing? Is it the farming? What is the problem? We got to all, we got to go bang out in Wyoming. What's going on? Can, can I say this? Um, mm-hmm. Only because, unfortunately, my phone went out. Someone was calling, and it went out. And it was, I, I was really enjoying what you were saying, Hallie, because it's so important. But if I can just speak real fast on two things, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things we were talking about depression and what to do. Um, we have to know the signs and, and we know ourselves because we don't have access to everyone. We don't, some of us don't even have friends. Um, as I stated earlier, but I, I described this in, in therapy that if there's a house fire and your house is on fire before it starts blazing, the smoke comes and you see the smoke coming up under the door and your first thought is to either jump out the window or try to find another exit because you know that if you stay there, you're going to die. Depression is pretty much the same way. Um, you stop answering the phones, you stop opening your blinds, you don't wanna get out to bed, you don't wanna bathe, you don't wanna brush your teeth. So when those, those things start happening to you and you're able to recognize it, I say, I don't care what it takes, throw yourself out the bed. If you have to crawl out the bed, crawl in the shower, and it can be a struggle, get out the house and get some fresh air. Go for a walk. You don't have to drive if you don't have a car. Just get some fresh air. You have to fight this depression. 
Not that it's saying that it's easy because it isn't easy, but when you can recognize some of the signs and you know that you're isolating yourself, you're sleeping too much, or you're not getting enough sleep, know the signs of depression and force yourself to leave out the house because that is very depressing. Um, we talked about those states with a high rate of suicide, and you guys already gave the 988 number, the, the suicide hotline, the 1-800-273-8255 is another. Um, you all may have already given that number. But if you notice that, say you just came back from California, Tiffany, mm -hmm. the sun is shining, you feel great. I mean, the energy from that sun on your body makes you feel good. When you're here in Michigan and the weather changes and it starts raining, you start feeling down. So the weather has a lot to do with your emotions. Um, you, when it's cloudy outside, you start to, and if you're already dealing with some sadness, you feel worse. But when it's sunny outside, that sun actually, you know, I go and watch the sun come up, especially when I'm feeling some kind of way, I need to go by the water. Know, know your triggers and know the places that make you feel good. And so you have to act on those things um, to help with the depression. And as you guys were saying that, sometimes you go to people and they don't know what to say. They really don't know what to say. And one of the things that um, I talk about is stop saying that it's gonna be okay, or that it's all right, or it's gonna get better, or just keep praying. First of all, when you're dealing with depression, you don't feel like praying, not saying that that's a bad thing. So pray for the person. When you say it's okay, you know, you may think it's going to be okay, or you know that's going to get better. But right now, let's deal with the here and now. And that's what people have to do. Let's deal with the here and now. If the person is saying, I feel hopeless, don't say, oh, it's going to get better. Let's go run outside. Say, why are you feeling hopeless? If you don't know what to say, why are you feeling hopeless? Ask some questions and, and, and look at their body language where you're not overloading them, but you're having empathy for them. But some of the things never just say when someone is grieving, you're going to be okay. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. We know uh, those things, but they're so cliche. Let's deal with the here and now. That a a friend person. of mine was just talking about the okay thing. He lost his daughter. And um, he was saying that when people ask him, is he okay? He said, hell no, I'm not okay. You know, I'm dealing with it. I'm coping with it, but I'm not okay. And I think that's a newer concept for me and for a lot of people because it's like we're on autopilot. It's almost like when you ask somebody, how are you doing? And you really don't care. You're just asking because that's the polite thing to do or that's what we normally do. How are you doing? Then when they really start telling you like, oh, excuse me, <laughs> I, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, I, I really was just faking it. So I want to piggyback and just say really quick, what makes me excited about the story you just shared um, is that a man, a masculine person lost his child. And when he's asked, like, how are you doing? His response is completely honest and vulnerable. I'm not okay. Um, when we look at suicide, suicide statistics, the highest percentage of people who end their lives are men. And when you named off the states, that didn't surprise me. I want to be very clear, queer people and people of color and specifically black trans people are the most likely to end their lives. But when we look at in the United States, the, num uh, the numbers 
The lion's share of people who choose to end their lives are men. And a large reason why I believe that happens is because there has been a tradition in our culture perpetuated by toxic masculinity that has created a system that does not allow men and masculine people to engage and communicate their feelings. And I recognize in my own family and I look at my, my own family and I can see how these different men have struggled and hurt themselves, maybe not physically, but have emotionally hurt themselves, have hurt their relationships because they don't know how to take care of themselves. So one thing that we can do as feminine people, right? I hope that there's masculine people listening to this. And if you're listening to this, I want you to know your feelings are important. Going to therapy is sexy as hell. Yes, it is. It is. It is hot that you take care of yourself. For us feminine people to piggyback off of what Jackie said, if you are if you are in the presence of a man, and just to be very clear, it is never your responsibility to take care of or do any emotional labor. But I'm imagining that you're at the table with a friend you feel safe with. This is someone you trust and you love and you know would never, ever hurt you. And if they say to you, I, I'm really struggling, please, please, please do not invalidate their experience by saying, oh, come on, man up. Like she was just being a, a whatever and she's this or that. You'll get over it. Like you'll just get some. You'll feel better. Please don't invalidate their experience. Please listen to them. Um, I don't need to always talk about um, trauma or assault, but when we look at statistics for uh, survivors of sexual assault, uh, we know that the lion's share of those folks are feminine people, but we don't really know because more than 80% of assault does not get reported. And there's so many people that are hurt out there. And it's because they can't talk about what really hurt them. And so one of the things I really encourage everyone, if you've been listening to this conversation and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, who can I talk to when I'm having ideation or when I'm having trauma or when I'm having fear or depression? If that list doesn't feel very long, that's where it's a really good idea to explore your mental health options. Um, yes, I am a certified life coach. Uh, Jackie is a licensed are you, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what your license yeah, is. I, I am a, um, a limited license professional counselor. I am a mental right. health. My master's is in mental health counseling. Wonderful. And there's other people who are psychologists, psychiatrists. There's a whole plethora. I think it's really important. And I, Jackie, I don't know if you would agree that like, it's not a yes to one, no to everyone else. It's mm-hmm. a let's build the team. A lot of my clients, they have myself and a counselor and a therapist. Some Mm -hmm. of them have myself and a psychiatrist, or they have myself and a therapist. Party time excellent to all of it. You deserve a support team. And I think that's, if you take nothing else away from this today, I hope that you feel encouraged to explore what your support circle could look like for you because every single person deserves it. Every single person. 
And I think that that's, you know, like you said, the support system can come in different ways depending on who you are. Some people may re uh, rely on religious institutions. We just talked about that. We just had an episode. Go check that out. We might Larry and comedian Keish talking about the role of the church in that. So some people rely on that counseling. Some people can go to their therapist. And don't forget that a lot of people, even Medicaid pays for therapy. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with therapy. And especially in the black community, you know, I know Haley, you're coming both sides. I know you work with both Jackie, you do as well, but we know in the black community that traditionally therapy really is frowned upon. So, so you have therapy that you can get for free a lot of times with Medicaid, or you can find a local counseling program where the students have to counsel someone just to talk. Journaling is another great way. If you feel you have absolutely no one, you're home alone, you're, no one is there, your phone, whatever the case may be, your phone is off. You can pick up a piece of paper. Don't think of journaling as you need to have a formal journal. That can be compiled notes that you write to yourself. You can do a gratitude jar, which is another thing that I think people sleep on Haley. We did that at your retreat, um, which is where we wrote down things we were thankful for about other people, but you can do it for yourself. Every day you get up, if something happens to you that you like, and then anytime you get sad, you can go back to that jar or you feel unaccomplished. Because that's something I'm doing this year. Because I don't believe in resolutions anymore. I believe in solutions. So my 2023 solution is because I can't keep up with everything I'm doing. And sometimes I don't feel accomplished. Let me start writing these things down. So then I can go back and look and say, oh, yeah, okay, on this day I did. I learned to shut up. I, You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I got a new person. And music. And, and those are my tips. And, and music for self-care, which is very important. Can I just jump in really quick and get, uh -huh. so here's the thing that I, I know we're all talking about like how to get out of that hole. And, uh, I know for me, when I have my level seven day, when I walk out and no one can tell me anything, my hair is perfect. My makeup is perfect. My outfit is right. I am snatched. The money is good. The sun is shining. Everything is glorious. One thing that I like to do when I realize I'm like, Oh, I'm having a really good day. I like to sit down and write myself a letter to myself. Where I say like, hey, dear Haley, who doesn't feel so good, I just want to remind you of what I love most about you. You're so talented. You're so beautiful. I could go on, but I won't bore you. Uh, <laughs> write yourself a love letter when you feel your best and put it together. So when you start to feel yourself backslide and you start to feel yourself feel hopeless and you start to feel bad. I'm not saying one letter is going to change it, but it's proof. It is proof that your life is different and that you ultimately and actually love yourself. And mm -hmm. yet right now feels terrible and it feels like it's never, ever going to end. But all feelings have a beginning, a middle and an end. And whether you're at the beginning or the middle, fine. It's going to end and let that be your sort of life support. Your self-care because self-care matters. This is our mental health self-care episode. I want to thank my guests. Oh my God, the time just goes by so freaking fast. Um, Our two guests, 
we have Haley Z of Haley Z Life Coaching, and we have Jackie Flu Ellen of Everything, Loving in Our Purpose, Angel Counseling, New Beginnings Counseling. I want to thank these ladies for coming on. And I want to ask you on the way out, what is a self-care tip and how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, go ahead, Jackie, go first. Um, I, I just think a self-care tip is learning to love yourself and knowing your worth. And if we would just stop looking at all the negative things about ourselves, and if we would just stop allowing other people to judge us and to validate us and to compare us to other people, family members, um, opportunities, relationships, and just focus on ourselves. We need to focus more on who we are. I'll always say this, that either you can reject someone or you can accept their behavior. The choice is yours. But the main, the, the main thing in my life and that I talk about is peace. Make sure that whomever around you is making you feel peaceful. And it starts with yourself. And it really, really, really does. Um, and Jackie, how can I get in touch with you? Um, you can call me on my cell phone. Direct number is 313. You're going to give out your cell phone number? I, I will give it out because you know one thing about me. Uh, you give out, your, get out, give out but your you email. But you know what? Because <laughs> we don't know where it's going. Listen, this could be over in Africa. Just give out your so email, you, please. So you know what? And I'm going to stop there because you know, Tiffany, I will counsel people for free any time of the day or night because I don't believe that mental health stops at five o'clock. But I respect you, you know, always keeping me in line. Um, my email address is JYF Therapist, T H E R A P I S T, at Gmail. Um, my Instagram is I care, C A R E, the letter four and the, the, what, the number four and the letter U. Thank you, Tiffany, because you know. Yeah, I'm like, come on now. We don't okay. know who listening said, to this. Right, you know, <laughs> you know never, we know Frank in Wyoming needs you right now. But listen, let's, you know what? let's, let's just think, refer him. <laughs> yes, I never think like that. And I guess that I should I could, I should think larger. Think larger. Thank I you so larger. much, Jackie. And uh, Haley, how can they get in touch with you, get your services, and a final self-care tip? Uh, so if you want to get in touch with me, I'd love to be in touch with you. Um, I am Z Haley Coaching. Z is in Zebra, H-A-I-L-E-Y coaching.com. All of my contacts on there. And you can book your free 30-minute discovery call if you want to learn more about life coaching and share with me what you want to work on. I'd love to hear it. Um, here's my number one tip. Uh, every time you look in a mirror, look yourself in the eyes and say one nice thing about yourself. Whether you say it inside your head because you're in public place and you don't want to embarrass yourself, fine. But ideally, you would say it out loud. And if you don't know what to say, look at yourself in the eyes and just say, I love you no matter what. Um, it'll change everything. Good morning, gorgeous. And that's why I love that song. I love that song by oh, Mary I J. Blige, that good morning, gorgeous. I'm saying it's just something about that gorgeous that that really stimulates it. Remember the Retire Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Listen live. You want to see where T-Barb is going to be. Go to my website. Scrolling across the bottom on YouTube. But if you're listening on Apple Music, thank you. Spotify, thank you. Google Play. And all platforms, thank you. My website is www.t. Barb, 
isfunny.com. That's tbarbisfunny.com. We appreciate you for tuning in. We appreciate our viewers. Don't forget your mental health matters. Take care of yourself. Stop comparing yourself. Live your best life for you. And you can always retire as a hood rat with all of those tips. But guess what? Don't forget, relapse is a part of recovery. So if you fall off the wagon, it doesn't matter how many times you fall off that wagon, you get back on. And to my men, it's okay to cry. Find you somebody. Lay in that lap. Let it out. And if you are, don't forget, if you are having a suicidal ideation, don't forget you can, um, there are resources for you. So many resources. So we want to make sure that you know about those resources. Go out. You can Google. And I think the thing on your phone is 988. 988. So click 988 on your phone if you are feeling like harming yourself. Thank you so much. It's comedian T Barb on Detroit is different, and Detroit is different after dark. And I'm out. <laughs> See you next week.